turn about tonight to the book of 2 Timothy. We'll be in 2 Timothy chapter 4, a very familiar passage of scripture, uh, one that I have preached from many times, one that I have uh, written about uh, several times. Uh, we'll look at it tonight, and I believe uh, it'll be a good help to us, a good reminder for us. What a great week uh, we have had this past week. And once again, I want to thank you for your faithfulness, all your hard work, uh, from those in the choir and orchestra and, and the, those that sang special music, those that kept the nursery. Thank you for keeping the nursery. Ushers that were at your post, uh, those that helped with the food. I appreciate your help there. Those that came during the day and cleaned after the services to get ready for the next service. And I'm sure I am leaving many out, but so many of our people were involved that week. And then just being here uh, every evening and those who were able to be here in the morning and uh, I'm saying all that to say God did good things, God met with us, but also means that we're tired. Uh, and if you're not tired, well, God bless you, you're doing pretty good tonight. Uh, and so I'm aware of all of that, I'm aware of what God did for us, and so uh, I'm going to be very punctual tonight. I want to be uh, sensitive to your time, it has been a full week, and we have a lot of people who are sick, people who are getting sick, and so I want to leave uh, a few thoughts the Lord put on my mind for the service after you, after you have a conference like we had with so much preaching and so much good preaching, that Sunday rolls around and uh, you wonder, okay, what is it that the Lord would have uh, me preach on that day? And certainly he gave me the message this morning and he gave me these thoughts tonight that I think will be a help to us. Second Timothy chapter number four, uh, very familiar, verse six through eight, for I'm now ready to be offered and the time of my departure is at hand. I fought a good fight, I have finished my course, I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. We've had many Bible studies out of this chapter. Uh, Paul's last words, if you will. Uh, many thoughts that come from, from here. But tonight, I want us to look at verse number 7. I have fought a good fight. Notice the next phrase, I have finished my course. A lot of times we'll talk about fighting that fight, finishing our course, keeping the faith, how they all go together, and they certainly do. But I want to focus this, this evening on that phrase, I have finished my course. And I want to speak very simply, very practically tonight on finishing your course. For example, what you got this, this past week, a decision that you may have made, will mean nothing if you don't finish your course. Uh, the investment that you've made will mean nothing if you don't finish your course. And uh, we, we want to finish our course. So I'm going to give you some practical thoughts tonight that I think will be a help to us. Father, help us as we consider the Word of God. Help us as we consider this thought of finishing our course. And Father, may we be reminded of the emphasis you put on faithfulness. Uh, Father, may we determine that we're going to finish our course. May we be helped tonight by your word. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Certainly, preachers, when they read Paul's last words, uh, is something that ought to inspire us, ought to motivate us to be able to say the same thing. But it goes beyond being a preacher, but just a child of God, to be able to say that I've finished my course, I've kept the faith, I've fought a good fight. Uh, those should be, that's a desire of ours we should have. There's much that can be said and has been said here as Paul comes to the end of his life. He's been a faithful man. God gloriously, miraculously saved him as he did all of us. And by the way, you think of Christ's encounter, Paul's encounter uh, with Christ and his salvation. That was no more miraculous than somebody who was saved in a church Sunday school. No more miraculous than somebody who was saved 
who grew up in, in, in a church ministry. Every salvation is a miraculous salvation. But certainly we know Paul's testimony. We know what he was. We know what he was involved in. We know how he persecuted the church and killed Christians and those that would name the name of Christ. And God brought him from that to the, to the Apostle Paul that he used in a great and mighty way. We look at his final words this, as he's coming to the end. And he knows in verse 6, we're reminded, he, for I am now ready to be offered in the time of departure to him. He knew his life was coming to an end. He's going to be executed. He knew that his work was done. That leads him to the next verse that we give so much attention to. I fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Now, we're going to focus on I finished my course. But I must say, and even focusing on that one phrase, that we need to fight the good fight. Uh, we, need to, we need to, if you're going to finish, you're going to have to fight to finish. Uh, you're going to have to fight yourself, number one. Uh, you're going to have to fight the devil. You're going to have to fight change. You're going to have to fight compromise. You're going to have to, to fight to, to finish your course. You have to keep the faith. Uh, you're not finishing if you don't keep the faith. Keep the things that we have in the Word of God. Uh, stay. I'm thankful of the home I was born into. I'm thankful the way I was reared as an independent Baptist, as a Bible believer, as somebody who has the faith. I'm thankful for that. I have a responsibility to, to die that. Uh, I'm not, I don't want to give up the faith. I have to make no plans to give up the faith. I'm going to fight to not do it. But I want us to focus on finishing our course, finishing what God has for us. Do you have a desire to finish your course tonight? I'm going to give us a few thoughts. If you're going to finish your course, number one, remember it's your course. It's your course. Nobody here is expected to finish my course. I'm not expected to finish your course. I think sometimes we get, up in the, we get caught up in the comparisons of what, what is this Christian doing or what is this individual doing or what's the course that God has given them. God has not given the same course to any two people. He has planned a course and he created you to fulfill that course. He did not give you life and then say, well, I got to create something for this person to do with their life. No, he has a plan. He has a course. He has a, he has a life that he wanted you to live and he created you. To live, that to live that life, to finish that course. If you do not finish your course, nobody else can finish it for you. If you don't finish your course, it's left undone. It's left unfinished. Say, well, pastor, you'll fill in the gap. I'm, I'm doing the best I can to finish my own course. I can't run your race. I can't finish your course. And what we, I think, would help a lot of Christians if we're reminded it's your course to finish. It's your responsibility. The Emmanuel Baptist Church is a great church, I believe. I believe, we're, I believe it would be safe for us to say we're, we're above average to the glory of God. It's because we focus on pleasing Him. It's not us. But I would say I believe this is a great church. I believe we have a desire to, to please God, a desire to see the lost come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. I believe we have a desire to stay with this book and hold to this book and, and uh, please God with it. I believe we have a desire to do that. But in a church like this that is so busy serving the Lord and so many people are involved in serving the Lord, uh, if you're not careful, you can, you can get in the mindset of, I'll just coast with everybody else. And when we have testimony like this week, thank your church for all the work. Thank your church. You're included in that. But how much did you participate in that? And you may not have been able to help with the food. And for some of you, we're thankful you didn't help with the food. You might not have had been physically been able to push a vacuum or to clean, but there's many of you, you brought the food that was prepared. 
There's many who gave an offering towards this. There's many who prayed for this. We're all involved. What I'm saying is you can't depend on somebody else to run your course for you. It's your course. And by the way, we need to get back to the place where we were like, this is who God has made me. This is what God has made me to do. And what God has made me to do is just as important as what he made anybody else to do. We say, well, I, I, I don't, God didn't make me to be a pastor. God didn't give me this talent or God didn't give me this ability. It doesn't matter. God created you and has a course for you to fulfill. And we must remember, if you're going to finish your course, you've got to keep focus on it. It's your course. It's your course. You run your race. You finish your course because the one God gave you. Well, I don't like the course God gave me. Too bad. It's the one he gave you. Finish it. Well, I don't like all the obstacles on the course. Too bad. Run, finish the course. Uh, finish the course. Well, I, I, I'm not running like somebody else is running. Just finish your course. It is your course. Don't look at what everybody else is doing. You run your race, finish your course. As the, as the pastor of this church and as I lead this church in the way that God would have us to go, the things that God wants us to do, I'm not concerned what some other church is doing. I'm not concerned with, with, with what God has given them to do. Well, Pastor, God gave this church this to do. Why aren't we doing it? Because God didn't give it to us to do. Well, why are we doing this? Nobody else is doing it. Well, God may have given us something specifically. It's our course. It, remember, finish your course. By the way, there's nothing wrong with the course that God's given you. There's nothing wrong with it. It's exactly what God wants you to have. Your responsibility is not to understand everything about your course or be able to explain everybody else's course or compare your course is your course. Remember, it's your course. It's not somebody else's. You finish your course. Number two, remember the end of the course. Uh, whenever you run a race, you know what the best part of that race is? The end. Oh, pastor, I love the journey. I ran that marathon in the journey. Well, you psycho. That's what you are. You know, it's, it's the end of the race that I'm looking for. How much further do we have to go? You know, when I was young, I played sports. I, 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 was very, I, I did all those things, fairly athletic, and, and you know, I didn't mind running. But, it's, but usually when I was running, I, was, I either had a ball, somebody was chasing me, or they had a ball, and I was chasing them. You say, so why don't you run anymore? Because I ain't doing that anymore. It's fun. It's thera therapeutic. But let me just say again, you psycho. I mean, that's just... That's just Running is not fun to me. If I do run, and there's occasions that I do run, uh, I'm looking for the end. How much further do I have to go? It's the end of the race. Now, I understand there's some of you, you know, I think maybe two of you, that likes to run. And it's what you do for, you know, you know so it's what I do to just clear my mind. I, if you see me after service, I have some recommendations that will help you clear your mind. You don't have to do that. But just in case you're saying, this is what I want, this is what I want to do. Certainly there's some uh, joy uh, in doing something that you enjoy. But when you think of your course, how do I want to finish? Think of the end. Think of the end. And I'm not necessarily meaning looking forward to the end, although I'll get to that in just a moment. But I'll, I want to be faithful when the end comes. What's at the end of the course? Look at verse number 8. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness. Boy, I want to get to the end having finished. Why? Because there's a crown waiting. You know, I, I was fairly competitive. And the Lord cured me of that 
since I was younger, fairly competitive. If I'm in a, in a race, in a competition, I want to win. I was never one of these, well, you know, you, well, you, you did your best. Well, I'm glad I did my best, but I still want to win. You know, if I'm going to run, I want to get, I want to win something. I want, I want to, and by the way, uh, there's nothing, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, trying to win. You know, I, I don't buy into this. Well, we're just going to, all the kids are going to play, and what's the score? We don't keep score because there's, there's no winners or losers. Well, there's always a winner or a loser. And when life hits you in the head, it's like, I thought, you know, there was no winners or losers. Well, welcome to the real world, world bud. There are winners and losers. But I, I, how did we win our race? Well, Pastor, well, the course that God's given me, it doesn't seem very glamorous. It doesn't seem very prominent. It's a course I spend most of my time in the shadows and the Lord's work. It, that's not a requirement for finishing your course. What's the end? It's just finishing. Do you want to win in your Christian life? You finish. You don't have to finish running the fastest. You don't have to finish having the best score. You just finish the course that God has given you. If you look at the life of the Apostle Paul, there's a lot. I look at the life of the Apostle Paul and the power that he had with God. The boldness that that man had in giving the gospel. The perseverance that that man showed. Well, I look at aspects like that and I say, man, I would, I would love to have a little bit of that. And I mean, there's something to pattern there. But I don't want his persecutions. I don't want his beatings. I don't want his imprisonment. But part of his course, part of why you get those things we do like is the things you go through. It's his course. So how he's to the place where he's finishing. You know, you got to be careful caught up in this world and a lot of the things that we say is right and we say is wrong. If you had lived in Paul, if, if we could take Paul and Paul's circumstances and put it in the day, the majority, based on the actions and the thinking of Christians today, the majority of people would say Paul was a failure. Paul, there's something wrong with Paul. He spent time in prison. His reputation, his persecution. If we live, if you pull him in the day, the day, and is I dare say it's probably some, similar to that in that day. But Paul was not running to please everybody. He wasn't finishing his course. To please everybody, there was a crown that was waiting. Well, you think of faithful Christians who just, they stay faithful. They, be, they, they get up in age. They can't do what they used to be able to do. But they're still running the course that God has for them to do. There's a crown waiting for that. When I say remember the end of your course, there ought to, we ought to find some motivation. Those that are saved, when they finish their course, they enter the presence of our Savior. But not everybody gets a crown of faithfulness. If I'm going to run this course, I at least want to get a crown out of it. You say, well, you running it for that motivation? Let me remind you what we do with that crown. It's an acknowledgement that I didn't feel like going on. He gave me the strength to go on. I get that crown. Why? So I can cast it at his feet. I did this for you. I finished for you. It's easy to quit. It's easy to give up your Bible and go another way. It's easy to sell out in your music. It's easy, uh, mom and dad, to not worry about your, you having holiness in your home and, and doing everybody else. That's easy. 
It's hard to say, I'm going to hold to the truths of Scripture. I'm going to, our family is going to honor God. I, I, whatever God has for me to do, I'm going to finish my course because at the end, there's a crown that is waiting for me that I can say, Lord, this is what I did for you. Because quite frankly, there's some things that you have to do in your course. There's only one way you're going to do it. It's because you love God. I know that this church, and if you feel differently, please don't come tell me. I'm feeling pretty good right now, but I know this church loves their pastor. But if you're going to be faithful to the end, it's going to take more than you loving your pastor. You better love God. I love you. There are times when I'm weary. There are times when I'm like, I'm going to have to go. For, there are battles, and I'm not saying this for anybody to pat me on back. There's battles that I fight for this church and for many of you that nobody's aware that I fight. There's burdens I carry that nobody's aware that I carry. I'm not saying that for a pat on the back. I'm saying it. I love you, but there's a limit to my love for you. There are some, I don't mean that negatively either. What I'm saying is sometimes it's hard. And I have to say, why am I doing this? Because I love God. This is the course that he's given me. We better love him and realize that if we're going to finish our course, remember the end of the course. Number three, finishing your course, remember those who you encounter while running your course. If you're going to finish your course, remember those you encounter while running your course. Of course, I, 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 I taught this in a series. If you look at verse chapter number 4 towards the end, verse, uh, verse 10, we, of course, he mentions Demas. We mentions questions to Galatia, Titus, and Dalmatia. Luke is with me. Take Mark and bring him with thee. And Titus, have I sent it? Ephesus. Uh, he mentions Alexander the coppersmith who did him evil. Then, but then he mentions those as he continues to write down to the end of the chapter. He says, salute Priscilla and Aquila and the household of Onesiphorus, Erastus, Trophimus, and all these that he served with. If you think back to that study that we went through on ministry companions, Paul loved the people that he served God with. Paul never got to feel like he was a big shot. He just served God with the people who God put in his life to serve with. But wouldn't it be a great thing, and I believe this is true of us, but a good reminder, let's be thankful for who we have to serve God with. And if I'm going to finish my course, I want to keep in mind those who I encounter while running my course. I would be so full of myself, naive, prideful to think that the things that God's allowed me to do in my life and ministry, it happened without help from somebody else. We serve God together. Well, everybody in this room, you've, you've gotten this far by the grace of God, first of all. But second of all, because somebody came along and helped you. Served with you. Boy, I, I, it's, it's a wonderful, wonderful thought. And I don't ever want to get over it. I reflect all the time of the people. As I, as I pray for the people of this church, the membership of this church, I'm not just praying for the needs, but I'm mindful. that this is, These are my co-laborers. This is who I get to run my race alongside of them while they run their race. And as we're finishing our course, our course is intertwined together. By the way, that ought to be motivation because you may not for your own self say, I want to hang in there and I want to keep going, but you ought to think of the people around you that you love and you've grown to care for. 
and you need to finish your course for them. If you drop out and don't finish your course, you're not going to be there to help them finish theirs. I believe that's part of everybody's course. Part of everybody's course is to help somebody else finish their course. And if you don't finish their, your course, you're not going to be there to help somebody else finish their course. Boy, as you finish your course, remember those who you encounter while running your course, finishing your course. Then, number four, see, I told you I wasn't going to be very long tonight, and you did not believe me. I saw the whispers. I saw the rolling of eyes and all of that. We'll have an invitation in a moment, and you can confess that. Here's number four. Finishing your course, this sums it up. Remember Jesus. At the end of the course is Jesus. Faithfully finish our course. Verse number eight, we've already mentioned that there's a crown of righteousness waiting for the finished course. That's not the best part. That's a good part that there's a crown of righteousness. The best part is who gives it to us. The best part is who's presenting it. Look at your Bible. Which the Lord. Now, the Apostle Paul who wrote these words, what a great man of God. When we get to heaven, we're going to see the Apostle Paul. We're going to know the Apostle Paul. And when you look at what he accomplished, it would be an honor for him to acknowledge somebody who is as faithful as him to say, you've been faithful. Not near the honor, not near the acknowledgement for the Lord Jesus himself, our Savior, who paid our sin debt, our Savior, who conquered death and hell, our Savior, who is our motivation, our Savior, who sustained us when we could not sustain ourselves, our Savior, who we sacrificed for and we dedicated our life for. We said, I don't want to serve uh, this world. I want to serve him. Our Savior, when we finish our course, is going to be our Savior himself who offers that crown. Boy, what a, what a thought to think that we enter into his presence to hear those words, well done. Well done. We fi- How am I going to finish my course? Do you need motivation to finish your course? Just remember Jesus. I, I think of the these men and women we read in the Bible, these great Christians. Do you have favorite Bible characters? I do. I have Bible characters like, it'd be, it'd, be, it'd be pretty awesome to have a conversation with them. You know, what were you thinking at this time? How did you endure that? What was it like as you were, were, were going through this, these Bible stories that we know? Uh, well, great Bible characters. Well, I look forward to meeting, meeting them. They're great Christians of the past, great preachers of the past that we're going to see in heaven. And boy, to know them and to for them to, to understand their story and their life and their influence. I have family in heaven, as I'm sure everybody in here does. I look forward to seeing them and to think that they would be proud of me in the race that I run. But there's nothing that compares to Jesus. There's no one that compares to Jesus. It'd be an honor for the Apostle Paul to present a crown. It'd be an honor for the Apostle John to present a crown. It'd be an honor for the great preachers of the past to present a crown. But nothing, nothing compares. Nothing compares to the Lord Jesus Christ. You realize he is not only our Savior, 
He's the Son of God. He's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. There can be no higher honor than the King of kings and Lord of lords himself to offer a crown of righteousness. When you get weary, Pastor, how do you, how do, you do it? There's no secret formula. Just remember Jesus. Remember him. Remember the fact that he was willing to pay that sin sacrifice. You know, these are some practical things to remind you and I. If we're going to finish our course. If we want to reach our city for Christ, you know what we need? We need everybody to finish the course. Everybody. Well, I'm not important. Yes, you are. First of all, you're important enough for Jesus to die for you. Jesus saved you. Jesus, you could have been in any part of this world, a world without a church, without Bible, without all those things, but God gave you all those things. But you're, you're significant. It's, you're important. Finish your course. If we're, if we're going to, if, if our country is going to have a hope, if we're going to have a hope in reaching people the gospel, everybody's got to finish their course. And by the way, you've got, you got to finish your course and quit worrying about somebody else's course. We get so busy, get distracted. Well, I don't think they should. They're, Pastor, you know they're not running their race like they should? And as soon as we do that, we stumble. Because we're not running our race. Because we're not finishing our course. Hey, you, you get weary? Think of those people you co-labor with. We ought to motivate you to see people who drag themselves to church in spite of their health, in spite of their circumstances. And if you have good health and you have the ability to get here, it ought to motivate you. Well, the people I serve with. Well, it's nice to see some of you back in your usual place from the conference. You were all over. It was hard to find you. But now you settle back into where you normally sit. Think about if you don't finish your course, think about that seat in that row that you're going to leave empty. What a thought that me not finishing my course would discourage one of those children that sang up here tonight. There's going to be a lot of Christians we have a lot to offer when some, there's no excuse for somebody's poor decisions. There's no excuse for somebody leaving the things of God. But I don't ever want somebody to use me as an excuse, a justification for, for turning from the things of God. Let's finish our course. When you get weary, I didn't say if you get weary. When you get weary, remember Jesus. When you get overwhelmed, remember Jesus. When it gets, hard, when it gets harder, remember Jesus. You're wondering if it's all worth it. Remember Jesus. Well, Pastor, our, in our church, it requires a lot of us. That's what God has put in front of us. What's about thy hands? God's given us things in our hands. So it just, we get, we, remember Jesus. And let's finish our course for him. It's wonderful the way God has designed our life, our course. Everybody can win. Everybody can win. The only way we lose is if we just don't finish. That's the only way we lose. We just don't finish. Maybe tonight, may we determine to finish our course. Father, I